Episode 51, The Girl Next Door. Hey everybody, Jeff here really quick. Just wanted to say that this episode's going to pick up exactly where the last episode, episode 50, left off. We had like a kind of a long runtime, so we just split it into two to make it more manageable with editing uh, and with downloading. So you're not going to hear like our opening nonsense banter, which you probably don't want to listen to anyway. Uh, so I'll get out of your way. Uh, catch us on Twitter at Co. Go to our website, thelollygaggers.com. Uh, follow, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. Check out some of our other shows, especially up on Twitch, twitch.tv slash The Lollygaggers. And then on Thursdays, twitch.tv slash RPG. Uh, and uh, yeah, so enjoy episode 51. But eventually, he takes you to a dead end. He's like, yeah, this is it right there. Right there. Pulling this down. And you see like there's a, a fairly large stone that's kind of covering this dead end. It looks just like it literally just looks like a cave and like nothing special. But there's like this fairly large stone, the same basic color as the caves itself. But yeah, you need to like move it at all. Yeah, you just just pull it. Uh, I mean, I didn't go in it. I think they just pull it away. I'll try and give it a shove, pull, whatever. Just move up. You pull it aside, and you can see that there's a kind of a crawl space. And through it, we Mm -hmm. crawl. Lead the way. What are you doing, with Grizz? Um. He won't fight with us, right? No, yeah, he ain't gonna fight for you, no. Yeah, no, especially after I cut off his finger. Oh, so he led us to where we're supposed to be right now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, look, man, I have no beef with you. We're just all trying to survive out here. I know you and Sylvia have history, but if you get in a way of trying to uh, protect or survive here, we're just looking for sort of a best interest. We need to evacuate the town. There's no way that the town is going to stay safe and fortified like Conlin believes. I think you underestimate us. The Ryan underestimate us. They lost their fucking pretty town and their governor's homes exploded, so... It's the hundreds of marauders that are on There's a hundred plus of us here who have been living in this fucking place for years and months. We're hard and we're ready and we've got the walls. They have... Generals, full plate armor, and war they machines. Have war machines. I don't think you understand the severity of the situation that we have been brought into. Where are we gonna go? Fort Jaeger. That shithole. It doesn't even. It doesn't even got four walls. It's got like two. You can't. Even, you could just waltz right in there. They've already been reinforcing it. They haven't been built on brand new fucking walls. They left the mines. They haven't built brand new fucking stone walls. It's not even just that. Just the more space we put away between them right now is what can determine whether we're going to survive or die. We need, the, we need winter to pass. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that, but I don't know what else you want from me here. Yeah. The I other thing running. to keep in mind is that if Biana has been passing information to the marauders as we suspect the surprise of putting all of their efforts into coming to verdum and people not being here they'll buy some time for them to regroup and figure out the next steps 
I know what you want from me. I ain't leaving. I know you can't really understand this little girl. But some of us have been living here for a long time. Some of us have been under that fucker's boot for our whole lives nearly. And just, just when we finally took a little bit back, you want us to just up and leave it? Nah, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die right here. That's what I'm going to do. Grizz, you've been, you've been useful, but I see where your resolve stands. We've taken enough with our chatter. You can go. I see why you're his right man. Thank you. Good luck. Go spade. Fuck off. And he wanders off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you got this uh, crawl space. Crawl space. Hmm. Let's check it out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course, since we're here. Okay. Uh, so you crawl through this. It's really tight, too, especially for those of you that are a little bit bigger. For, uh, for Sophia, it's not so bad. Uh, but for the rest of you, it's pretty difficult. Um, as you're kind of a little uncomfortable, if anyone has any sense of claustrophobia, it starts, starts to kick in. Uh, but you travel probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 to 30 yards uh, in a relatively uh, straight and descending path. Uh, and you eventually plop out uh, into what looks to be some other small rocky alcove. Uh, it took you, I would say, maybe 15 to 25 minutes maybe to do the crawl. Um, anyone have uh, light light source out? Yeah, I still have my lantern going. Okay. Uh, you can see that in front of you, uh, there is a like a, a kind of a larger, like you're in a you're in a small circular cave opening, and you can see that on one of the walls, there's uh, there's panels of wood, like this dark old wood, uh, almost like a almost like a door. Any markings? Nothing on it. Just a door. Uh, not that you can tell. We'll scrutinize. Check for traps. Not pass. You don't really see anything that stands out to you. Uh, let's try to I get... can't cast magic, otherwise I would. <laughs> yeah, I'll just try to get through or move it somehow. Uh, so you uh, you go ahead and you uh, you you go to push and pull on a little bit, and you realize that it does seem to uh, to kind of push open. Makes a little bit of a little bit of a like it's like some sort of wooden wooden thing dragging against wood. Do you continue to open? Yeah, it seems okay so far. Okay, so you open it up and you hear <laughs> as it just makes a ton of a ton of noise uh, and light from one of your lanterns or torches uh, floods into what appears to be some kind of a, uh, some kind of building. You see a room. Uh, you see a bunch of curtains. Hanging from like clotheslines all over the place, uh, and you hear scuffling and movement going on on the inside. Oh, uh, uh, I would like to like roll like some sort of sneak attack or not sneak attack, but just it's too late for that, I think. Okay, <laughs> yeah, fair. They, that's fair. Yeah, they know they know you're here. Yeah, we sort of just got to barge in and see if we can catch them or if they're running or whatever. Yeah, it's piling. Okay, so you go bursting in. Uh, to a room that is creaky floors, soggy floors, smells like salt and uh, and feces, and there's uh, clotheslines in all sorts of different directions uh, that you kind of get stuck in. Like there's no walls; it's just a series of clotheslines. And you hear other footsteps and such. Uh, who's the first in? I Not was me. since I opened the door. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and let them. T- 
take uh, a little attack then as you try to climb into the into the room itself you go charging in and you fear right over the top of your head you hear a clunk and something something hits you and that's a 47 which is success uh and so i'm gonna say that you're not surprised so i'm not gonna make you defenseless uh but as you come come moving in you hear you hear just a, a complete and utter clunk on the top on the back of your head uh, the rest of you see some kind of crude mace uh just make contact with the back of your head uh go ahead and uh roll i'll make this a uh what is this coordination we'll say this is going to be like a takedown so go ahead and resist coordination to try to keep from being taken down yeah pass so you get whacked in the back of the head as if they're trying to just knock you down to the ground and you stumble a bit uh, kind of fall into one of those clotheslines, get wrapped up in the clothesline, and then they're going to turn around and they're going to do an actual attack on you at this point. Uh, with a 32, that'll be a success. Uh, you can go ahead, uh, since it's not, they actually have 17 on their initiative, uh, so you don't have any technical AP yet, so you can't do a parry. Right. Uh, so this one's going to go ahead and roll 12 points of damage. As you see, he's caught up like a little cocoon uh, suddenly in this sheet, uh, in this figure, the shadow that you guys see, and then you get the the drenching of its of its body uh, in in the lamplight, uh, and you can see they're just kind of covered in furs and in and in leathers, just hacking away uh, at the actual whatever the sheet that he's now been wrapped up in. Uh, a second one uh, is going to go ahead. Uh, now behind, as you're spinning around like a ballerina, getting tossed between them, uh, it's going to kind of do the same thing. I'm going to go ahead and make uh, try to trip you uh, once more. But the 25 will be a success. Uh, you can go ahead and roll a coordination. Uh, make uh, I'm going to make this uh, more difficult for you. Uh, so go ahead and make this hard as you're now into the room, kind of being spun around in sheets, and you're engaged by two. Still got it. Uh, and so you manage to keep your feet, uh, and then it'll go ahead and just roll an attack at you. So... 79, I'll go ahead and re-roll uh, since I have I have plenty of misfortune. Uh, and with a 6, that's good. Uh, I'll go ahead and roll my D6. Uh, 11 points of damage this time. Doesn't break through my threshold. Okay, so they're just hacking away. Uh, the rest of you uh, who aren't currently caught up in this bedsheet, you can see two fairly tall figures, thick figures, as tall as bear, big dudes. Um who see the next up is Lavinia uh, on the initiative. What do you want to do? Have we seen those two dudes that he was talking about that stick with her? Maybe. Are we not yet? Okay. Uh oh, do you mean like in town? Yeah. No. Okay. okay. Um I would say cuz the tunnel would you say we have to go one person at a time cuz it's so claustrophobic? To get inside? Yeah. Yeah. If anyone yeah, like I mean you guys are all helping. I mean you can move past each other, but you're literally casting through a tiny a tiny like narrow door or hole in the cave wall yeah. that's been blocked, it looks like, by a piece of furniture. Yeah. And Hubert went running in and got clunked on the head a couple times and is now wrapped up in that sheet. And the rest of you are still in that little alcove, but you can move in if you want. Um there's enough space to get through, but you'll almost immediately be in an engagement. Uh, when you step inside. Yeah, I don't I don't want to step inside. Okay, you can wait if you want. Yeah. All right. Uh, Stekus will go ahead and will go in and he'll squeeze through the door. Uh, he'll leave room for somebody else to come in as well. And so he'll step up um, to the engagement. And so there's a really tight grouping of four people. Um, these sheets and the clotheslines are kind of wrapping around folks. Uh, but he'll go in and he will attempt, so one AP to move. Uh, I'm just going to do a pretty consistent takedown and attack with him. Uh, so 
I'm not going to get over, you know, overdo it. Uh, that's a two on the roll, so that'll be a success. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and roll a parry first before I bother the roll damage. 25 will parry that away. Okay. Uh, actually, that was a takedown. Sorry. Resistance yeah. uh, is good on the takedown. And then Steklas will go ahead and swing uh, with his Morgenstern. This is when you guys get Coder's character killed. All right. Uh, that's a miss. Okay. So, and I'll say Stekus is out of AP now because he tried a perilous, he tried a regular attack, and he moved. Uh, so next up, it'll be Bear. All right. I'll uh, charge in with the, the old pilgrim stick. Okay. And try and shove him away from Hubert. Okay. It's like powerful nature. So I'll just attack one of the dudes that are near him. Okay. You're actually attacking, or are you doing a perilous stunt? Or? Uh, how about just one movement? One movement can get you. One movement for sure. It's very tight quarters in here. Yeah, just move and hustle and just attack, and then I'll save one. Okay. Uh, so you'll do the one that's probably uh, closest to you, because right now it's like one of them was by the door and was opening it up. One of them was on the other side where was kind of waiting to catch the first that came in uh, and got thrown to them, which is when they were trying to like take down Hubert. So you'll get the first yeah. one. Let's go ahead and roll your attack. We're just doing standard. Standard since it's 2v2 right now in this engagement. That's uh, a 13. It's going to connect... Okay. Yep. And I just used an AP to parry the other guy, so damage goes through. So 11 damage, and then do the... What is it? Powerful. Mm-hmm. So resist toughness, or be shoved. All right. So that's a crit fail. Uh, so I'm going to say not... So as you go in and, and hit him, uh, he maybe he doesn't quite time the turning around quite right, but you clock him right across the head. And he stumbles back, gets caught up in a different one of those sheets, and oh goes falling to the ground prone. Uh, and so I'll say he's prone from that crit fail. Uh, and that 11 points of damage will move him down uh, one step on the track. Could I, for my turn... Uh, you can jump in now if you want. Could I grab Huber and pull him um, out and start to untangle him? No. Yeah, you, no. you okay. would be having to go through multiple fighters at this point to do that oh okay so he's much further than i thought he was okay yeah the idea was like he was going in and they waited for him to like step in and they clocked mm. him over the head and he stumbled into the thing okay uh do you want to still go though i i mean all i'm gonna do is i'm gonna ready my bow and kind of stay back all right uh you can attempt to do a shot but it'll be really really difficult right now it's pretty tight quarters yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna wait uh all right so then it'll be zofia next Okay, so is there someone that is standing that I would be able to, like, get a throwing star to throw a throwing star at? Yeah, any ranged attacks through this door into this room where there's a bunch of people in close proximity to each other and these curtains that are hanging from clotheslines, it's going to be a very difficult throw. But you certainly could try. I, w I would definitely make this hard. Okay, I failed. Yeah, so the... It misses, gets caught up on some of the some of the canvas, and then you hear it clinkering around in the ground. Uh, all right, so that's one AP. What else do you want to do? All right, and so that was technically a an attack. So I'll just try to do a move and a takedown. Okay, so you move in. One of them's already on the uh, one. One of them's already prone. So you're going to try to take down the other. These guys are big, uh, so this one's actually going to also be challenging for you. These guys are a good six foot four, six foot five, something like that. Passed. Okay. Uh, so I'll attempt to resist. Uh, uh, that is going even with an 85. That'll be exactly on the button uh, for success. Okay. Uh, so he does not go down. Uh, then, so Zofia's done. Hubert, you're up. I'm going to flail this bedsheet off of me. Okay. I'm going to issue the challenge to the big guy in front of me. You and me, big boy. And then I'm going to try and choke hold him with this bedsheet I got wrapped around. Okay. Nice. I like it. 
Uh, so I'll say now that Zofia is also up in this engagement, uh, we'll call this, since you're not as small as, as she is, I'll go ahead and just make this standard for you. I failed. Got one more reroll if people want rerolls. Uh, seeing that I'm not successful at this chokehold, I'll just toss the betchy down attack him instead. Okay. What I got. It'll be easier uh, to go ahead and do this, so go ahead and roll uh, this at uh, routine. General rule of thumb, the bigger something is, the easier it is to hit, the harder it is to get a perilous stunt off. This one went through with an explode. Nice. 17. 17 is enough for definitely two. Yeah, just two. Okay, so it's going to move it down two uh, into moderately wounded territory. You'll roll an extra for vicious to determine injury. All right, two D6s, five and a two, I'm good. All right. Okay. I'm good as well. All right. Uh, then it'll go back around uh, to the top of the round, and the two of them will go. Uh, the one that's just gotten hit by you uh, there, Hubert, will go ahead and try to return some of the favor. Um, I think they're going to... Yeah, I'm a big fan of the takedown and then attack thing. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and roll the takedown. Uh, that's a success with a 52. Uh, you need to resist coordination. Uh, treat this uh, standard. Ah, uh, failed. Okay, so he's gonna first. He's gonna sweep the leg, and you're gonna fall down to the ground, and then he's going to do an overhand stomp onto you. Uh, Ninety-eight will be a fail, but I will re-roll that with one of my fortune because you're on the ground. Take advantage of it. Forty-two. Uh, do you have any AP left to parry? Yeah, I do have one left. All right, going knock the difficulty up a little bit since you've fallen to the ground. So keep treat it as challenging. Oh, crit success. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, you managed to easily, uh, easily knock that away. Uh, and he just sort of stumbles back a little bit and bumps into Sophia. Uh, and then I'll bank the last AP on him. Uh, the other one uh, was knocked prone. We'll go ahead and stand up from from prone. Uh, so he'll he'll stand up. They do have a point in coordination. Uh, so this is only one AP to stand up and step towards bear. Uh, then I'll go ahead and just swing. Uh, and so I can preserve one more AP. Uh, 85 is, um, yeah, 85 is not, yeah, 85 is not good. Seven, I need 75. So their turns are done and it's going to come back to, at this point, it's going to be Stekis because Lavinia yeah. shifted in the order. Uh, so Stekis will go ahead. We'll say Stekis and Bear are on one. We'll say Hubert and Zofia are on the other. And we'll say that, uh, you're staying a little back right now, Lavinia, and you can determine what you want to do when your turn comes around. Uh, so I will do the knock, the takedown, as so he'll attempt to take him down. He'll succeed. Uh, Stekis will. The resist will fail. Uh, and so this guy will go stumbling to the ground once more. Then Stekis will go ahead, take aim, and he'll swing. Yeah. Uh, so this is going to be, with the two of you there, we'll make this, it will make this routine. Then he gets plus 10 for take aim and he's using his Morgenstern and how did he do just passed oh. just passed need a 79 got a 78 uh, 11 points of damage is enough to move him one uh, and so that'll move him to second tier which is moderate and so I'll roll the 2d6s can he parry oh yeah he can no. parry yeah it's just increased difficulty uh, so let me roll that first uh, 60 is going to not be enough because it's challenging. So that will go through. Uh, nice. Okay, so then that is a six on the injury roll. Uh, so I will take a moderate injury on this guy. 
it will be a rattled brain. So his initiative is reduced by three, uh, which means he will now go after uh, Lavinia, Stekis, and Bear in the order. So next round, you'll see him shift down a bit. Or not round, but as the ladder continues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, and so then the damage moved him down, so he's down too. Okay. Uh, then it'll be uh, Stekis. So that was Stekis' turn. Bear, you're up next. All right, and this guy's still prone? Yeah, he's still prone. Oh, actually, I got to roll an extra d6 for the prone. Uh-huh. So five more points of damage uh, puts it at 16, which is enough to move him down a second, in fact. Uh, but he already got an injury, so uh, it should have been a serious injury. So it'll be... Uh, so this one's even better. So it's shell shock. Uh, until fully recuperated, you cannot add fury dice to damage. So initiative, we're wiping that off because it should have been a serious injury instead of a moderate injury. So now he can't add an extra d6 to his damage rolls. Nice. It's even better. Uh, go ahead, bear. Lying on the ground, he is three steps down. So he is seriously injured currently. All right, I'll just do the double take aim. Okay. Whenever I take aim, I actually have to spend two because my drawback, but... It works out, so I'll just do double that. Okay. Hit him with my stick. Go for it. Oh, what was the difficulty? Uh, Difficulty would have been uh, routine because it's two on one. All right. I would have got it with an 84. 84 needed a 92. Roll an extra D6, so 10 damage so far, which is enough to move it to... One. (laughs) Now it's enough to move it one. All right. So that'll move it down to Grievous. I will roll three D6s. I will get another grievous injury. Uh, maimed foot. It's pummeling. Oh, okay. Uh, so pummeling it's should only be moderate. moderate. Yeah, so I'll roll the moderate injury then. Uh, pulled muscle. Flip all results to fail. All brawn uh, base skill tests. So this one's in pretty bad shape. He looks to be on the verge. Uh, and then it'll be Zofia's turn. Um, so the one that I am next to is on the ground? Did you knock him down, Hubert? No, he's standing. Yeah, he's standing. It's the one the one that Stekis and Bear are working on is knocked down. Darn, okay. You can move over there. It's, you can spin an AP and move right up to the one on the ground. Yeah, I'll maneuver and do that sure. so that I can try to attack this one's on the ground. And I am actually going to do that um, with my new uh, rapier. Okay. So just step up, try to stab him. Uh, go ahead and roll it at easy. There's three of you attacking this dude on the ground. This guy is on the verge of dying. Sophia's coming in to get the kill steal, get the XP. Crit success. With a crit success, uh, go ahead and roll an extra d6 for damage, which will be enough to kill him. So that is enough to kill him with the 13 points of damage. That will move him to slain. And you uh, you step up, and with the rapier, where do you stab him? Where do you poke him? Right through the eye. That's disgusting, but okay. Melissa hates when that <laughs> shit happens in movies, when like needles and stuff goes in that. And do. lo and behold, really what do. does she do? It's ridiculous. <laughs> okay. I always try to tell her, I'm like, you know, they're really not putting an, a real needle into a real eye. Yes, because I'm never looking at the screen. I'm always looking at him to tell me when it's done so that I can look yeah, back just and watch the, the movie again. Meanwhile, <laughs> exactly. over the face. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm like biting into a plum, like pop, like no problem. Uh, all right. So now it's Lavinia. Okay, so I have my bow and arrow out. How would you, what difficulty would you say would it be to shoot at the guy standing? Uh, the guy standing, uh, since not at this point, it's just the one, but you're still firing through a small doorway. Uh, I'm gonna. What treat- if I stepped up to the doorway? If you step up to the doorway, it's still close quarters. I'll treat it. I'll treat it as challenging. Okay. It's just it's super tight. Yeah. To try to get this. Then we took Lavinia nearly dying like a hundred times to get a bow. <laughs> and I fail. Maybe I shouldn't be up front. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So then we'll move to the top of the round. This guy will get a chance to go. 
Um, all right, let me roll a little resolve here. Uh, <laughs> Ninety-one. Uh, you're gonna see him run. He's gonna he's he's gonna make a run for it. So he's going to dart away and like knock down one of these other uh, clotheslines, and you can see him making a break for a door. Uh, Hubert, um, Hubert, you can go ahead and take an opportunity attack if you want. Yeah, I'll swing at him as well. Okay, so standard because it's just one v one. And Sophia left. Chop him for fourteen. Fourteen points of damage. We'll move it. All right, not two, unfortunately, just the one. But that's still going to move him to uh, serious. And you're vicious, right? Right. So that's three d6s for injury, uh, and one of them is a six. So uh, nice. Serious injury will be another shell shock uh, <laughs> until fully recovered. So you clunk him in the back of that, but he still manages to get to the door uh, and open and go through it. So. Uh, he has stepped through that door. Uh, from what you could tell, you got a sudden gust of really cold air. You would imagine it's a door going outside. Um, so that is your turn. Uh, Stekus, seeing this person who's dead, uh, what do you want? I guess I'm going to say Stekus will wait and I'll let Bear go. And then Stekus will follow suit with whatever Bear and Hubert do. So Bear. The guy just ran out the door? Ran out the door. I will hustle out and see how far he got. So you take one of one of your movements is enough to get outside. So if you just hustle out, you get outside and you can see that he's still another 14 yards away or so from you. Uh, so when you get out, you realize you are immediately on a cliff uh, and you can see and hear the ocean. And uh, I want you to go ahead and make a oh, make a resolve yeah. test really for me really quick, please. Uh, no, no flashbacks. Mm, well treated as treated as standard standard resolve. Mm -hmm, this is for fear. Okay. Pass with a 39. Okay. You manage to steal yourself. You look around. You realize this is not the same cliff. Uh, it's a different cliff. You look different up. Cliff. It's totally different. Uh, but you start chasing him. He seems to be running, uh, starting to run up an incline. Um, what do you want to do? 14 yards away. You got two AP left. And one uh, one fortune point. What's your movement? Because charge is two times movement. You can charge, uh, and then you can spend the last fortune point to get an additional AP. Oh. Yeah. All right. Let's wait. It's AP to switch a weapon, right? Or is the first one free? How does it work? If it's the start of your turn, like we usually, will we just say whatever weapon you want at the start of your turn is fine. If you try to do it in the middle of your turn, like you're switching to a different weapon, then that's going to take an AP to mess around. Oh, okay. So I can't do that. Yeah. Um. Got your swagger. I call it a swagger stick, even though it's that's <laughs> not what it's called. I don't know where did I get swagger stick from? Is that a Starfinder thing? Maybe I can't remember. It's I don't know. it's from something. Swagger stick. All right, yeah, we'll just charge and get the AP from that. Okay, so you charge up, slam dunk them. Use the last of the APs, and you're just attempting to attack, or are you trying to do something else? Uh, shoot, isn't there? If you charge and do like a takedown, isn't it like special? Uh, if you charge, you can add one d six fury die to your damage if you attack. Or if you're looking to do a takedown, instead of doing coordination, you can make it uh, an athletics test. Okay. Yeah, we'll just get the damage. Do an attack. Okay, so you're going to charge up, spend that last AP. I now have three misfortune left. Uh, go ahead and roll your attack. Say success, 32. Add a D6. Uh, you, have to add a, you have to add another D6? Uh, 14. Okay. So what is the extra D6 for? Oh, yeah, for, never mind, for charging. My bad. Yeah. Uh, and that, yeah. that extra D6 will actually put it over, because remember, he ran, so he has the boost to his damage threshold. That will actually move him, because the 10 that you originally rolled would 
Uh, all right, so, okay, so he is now grievously, uh, and so still only going to be for a moderate injury or a yeah. serious injury. Moderate. Moderate. Sorry, uh, I did in fact roll one. Uh, well, well. <laughs> misfortune. Roll on the serious injury table instead. Misfortune. <laughs> oh. Roll on the grievous what injury the? instead. <laughs> Wow. Now now what's going to happen is the grievous one's going to be Fortune's Mercy. Yeah. No, 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 not no, no, get no, anything. no. Don't. <laughs> uh, cerebral contusion. Until fully recuperated, uh, I remain unconscious. You must undergo. You literally walked up and just brained him from behind and knocked him out. Yeah. That's amazing. Boom. He, knock, he gets knocked out. Uh, so he is unconscious. Once the cerebral contusion has undergone a failed surgery, you gain the dunderhead drawback. If you already have this drawback, you permanently lose nine nine percent intelligence. So he he collapses to the ground unconscious. The rest of you, uh, what are you doing on the inside? I would like to inspect the room that we're in. Okay, you start looking around the room. Uh, you start peeling back on some of these curtains, uh, and you see that there's a couple uh, a couple of sleeping rolls, a bunch of furs, some food. It looks like people have been holed up here, uh, like living here. Uh, you see a small furnace, uh, a little like iron furnace uh, that has been burning and giving a little bit of warmth to this room. Uh, you see a rickety old staircase that goes to what apparently is a second floor. Uh, and you also see a giant hole in the ground uh, where the floorboards have been hacked away. Uh, and there is a chair that's sitting precipitously at the edge of that hole, uh, which is about four or five feet across. How many um, bedrolls are there? Uh, you see three. Okay. Lavinia will ask, uh, like, point towards the stairs, like, for, um, at, at, like, Sophia and Hubert, like, there's three bedrolls. We should, and then she'll point upstairs. Okay. Yeah, we can, I'll move up the stairs, check it out. Okay. You take a step, and it's creak, and you take another step, it's creak. <laughs> it's just one after the other, but you get to the second floor landing after making all sorts of noise, and there is one door up here that goes to a room. That's it. Really small second story. Second story. All right, I give it the ready and just barge through. So when you look at the door before you barge through, you see that there actually is, uh, there is like a like a there actually is a bar across it on the outside, uh, meaning it's preventing whoever or whatever is inside from coming out, not the other way around. Oh, in that case, I wanted to see who these guys we just fought were. Okay, so you step back down. Uh, we'll say Bear maybe drags one in, the other one inside. Uh, or do you? Yeah. Or do you throw him off the cliff? <laughs> I did, actually. <laughs> did you throw him off the cliff? Like, taste of your own medicine kind of thing. Okay, I love it. Okay, so... Oh, I wanted to grab his stuff if he had anything. Sure, first, sure. You just take what you can. Um, and a couple odds and ends here, weapon or two. Uh, you see some familiar throwing hand axes. Uh, you see a flail. Uh, you see some kind of, uh, uh, some kind of club. And then you uh, chuck him over the side. Now, it's not as far a fall as yours was. Yours was uh, a couple hundred feet. This is only about uh, only about 30 or 40. Uh, and when you look up, you can actually see little, little lights appearing above you, probably about 100 feet above you. And you realize you were probably somewhere down the cliff face from Verdum, kind of underneath on some sort of middling ledge. Uh, and when you start walking back to the the shack, it's a pretty rickety shack. It looks ter- It looks like no one in their right mind would want to go inside of this. Uh, the, the there is a window out front, but it's been boarded up. 
Uh, and that's it, just one window. You can see that there is a second story, but there doesn't appear to be a window in the second story. And there's just that crappy door. Uh, when you walk oh. back inside, uh, you can see that Lavinia and Hubert and, and Sophia are poking around uh, at this one this one body uh, on the ground. You guys say anything when you see him come back in? Just take care of it. Oh, yeah, he's taking care of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead, by the way, and take nine points of corruption. Oh, me? Yeah. What? You just killed a guy. <laughs> you knocked unconscious as was living, and you trophy. threw him off. Maybe. Yeah, okay, you're. I would enough. say. I would say you're pretty. At this point, you're pretty confident that this was one of the two guys that was on the cliff face with Bianna and with Conlon. I think you're you're putting it together. It certainly seems Better. like you got enough yeah. of it together, but that doesn't change the fact that you just killed a guy. Uh, who is unconscious in front of you. Fair enough. Corruption is about the lasting effect that an action will have on you. And so this is the type of thing that would certainly have a lasting effect. I feel great. You see all of a sudden Stekis gives you a very appreciative nod, like like he's proud of you all of a sudden, <laughs> like a proud dad nod. Uh, and uh, when you look at this guy, I'm looking at the other previous ones, they have a lot of the same equipment that you've seen uh, howling marauders. Uh, a lot of the same threshing flails you see uh, a lot of the same uh, uh, like little throwing hand axes and you can see that uh, this one seems to be wearing some kind of necklace with a piece of either leather or possibly flesh that has the icon of that multi-sided crow that you've seen before so there wasn't like a dock for a boat or like a little horse stand and to like go between places quickly uh, you are a little bit up above the water so you could try to work your way back down it's dark out by the way it's nighttime but you could you could try to go back down but you're a good probably 30 to 50 feet above the water you can hear it uh, but you're not directly on the shore no all right yeah actually no i would say you're probably more like maybe 10 to maybe 15 to 20 or so something like that um but it's pretty rocky terrain so he probably fell and got impaled or scattered on the rocks below nice hopefully he had a fate point (laughs) no uh so what next? Uh, the crow coin was the Prince of Change thing. That's correct. Yeah. All of the marauders you faced, well, not all of them, many of them have had some sort of signifying mark. Some of them have tattooed it to themselves. Some of it have had little little, uh, little trinkets on them, something to signify who that they perhaps worship or serve. So we should uh, take a body back, possibly with us, or at least take this coin back as, as proof. Yeah, I don't think we're taking this body back. So you have still a pit on the bottom floor, like the big old holes in the floorboards. Uh, and you see uh, also there's a second story. I'm going to poke my face down through the hole in the floor. Uh, so you can see that it appears to be a dark pit. And you can hear uh, the sounds of lapping water, but you can't quite see the bottom. Would you say it's like a, almost like a fishing hole? Uh, that's one word for it. A pooping um, hole? You can't really see. <laughs> it's It's dark. You don't know. It does smell kind of foul. And you hear lapping water below. Hold out a lantern. So you hold the lantern over it, and you can see the light begins to bounce off the walls. And about 20 feet below, uh, you can see that there is some water, and there is a man uh, in sort of crumpled up clothing, uh, like shivering, and you think unconscious. Um, his, His legs from about the shins down uh, look to be completely gangrene, uh, frostbitten, like a dark blackish blue, and 
the water seems to lap up and hit him a bunch. And you would imagine that the water is freezing. There is someone down here. We should get him. At that, I'll throw a rope down and hop on down. Okay. Looks like another case of uh, green elf disease. <laughs> and oh, it's oh, back. Gosh. Oh, look at that. Uh, you climb down, uh, and this person seems to have seen better days. Uh, definitely looks as if they've been beaten up, tortured perhaps, some bruises and some cuts, but is in no, no missing fingers, uh, no missing ears, nothing like that, but they've they've been in a, a fight or some scraps. I'll try to attach them to this rope and have the others pull them up. Sure. So takes a couple minutes or so, uh, but with some coordination, you get them up. They do seem to be living, breathing, labored in pain, uh, but yeah. Uh, once he gets up, Livinia is going to immediately start just some first aid. Sure. Sure. Fair enough. Um, you take your time, go through it, heal what you can. Uh, you're pretty confident he's not going to have these feet anymore. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, it's just a, they, there's no way they're coming back from this. Uh, you would probably also be worried about whether or not he'll survive. Uh, but for now, you can maybe hold off. Uh, but he lo- certainly looks like he might be passing away soon. Um, I would say that you recognize him, maybe not by name specifically, uh, but you recognize the face as being somebody who stayed at the dormitory for Loudon uh, when you spent a few of you, that is, time there. Uh, you would have seen this face uh, likely you know, working in the farm or helping out Loudon with something, running a chore. Maybe you never had a conversation with them, but you definitely recognize them. You would guess that this was probably one of Loudon's messengers. Ooh. Uh, am I able to rouse him to consciousness? Uh, when he comes up, it's just deliriousness. He's he looks he's he's shivering, incredibly cold. Uh, you would need to get him some serious medical attention and a ton of furs and heat and probably a hot bath or something just to keep him from dying from hypothermia at this point. Uh, maybe we'll start a fire and we'll do the best we can. There's there is a there is a fire going okay. already in the, in the in the small furnace, and so you move him over there to help. And there's some furs you can wrap around him too. Yeah. For now, but it's going to be touch and go whether he survives. Okay. You want me to roll a heal test? Uh, yeah, sure. You can go ahead and roll one. Uh, go ahead and roll because he's well, he's effectively grievously wounded. Uh, yeah. So you can. So this is challenging. Yeah. Nice. And so you do. You do your best to cut away uh, some of the some of the some of the wounds you can patch. You patch. It's still the hypothermia and and that uh, frostbite is going to be the keys. Uh, but there are a couple other things you're able to touch up, and you do your best. You do you do what you can. Okay. Okay. And so effectively, that'll move him from grievously wounded to to, to seriously wounded. Uh, but yeah, I think this last thing is this upper story. Uh, inspect what's beyond this door. Should we try just calling out and seeing if maybe there's a someone similarly locked up back there? Well, and Lavinia will point out that there were three bedrolls. Uh, it's possible one uh, Brianna comes out here and stays, and she's just not here. Well, and Brianna wouldn't be behind a door with a bar on I the mean, outside. That's why there's three bedrolls. Yeah, so what are they keeping in there? More than I'll one lo- scout has gone missing. I'll knock and see if we get a response. You do not. I'll just unbar it and check it out then door opens it's very dark and it smells terrible just get a waft of feces and all all manner of foulness uh do you have a lantern or light source on you yes i do when you look inside uh you can see that it's a fairly small room maybe a a 10 by 10 at most um there are no beds in here there does appear to be uh some kind of desk in one corner altar there are candles on it, but they have not been currently lit. 
you can see a chest is sitting next to it. You can see all sorts of strange devices that you're probably not entirely familiar with. And then you can see on the ground, uh, there is uh, a figure, a body, uh, that's laying on the ground, uh, not moving. Lavinia, we've got someone unconscious. And I'll go up and check to see if they're even alive. You step up, the two of you go inside, uh, and you can see that there's a man in the middle of the floor, uh, almost the exact middle, uh, and you can see that they have been kind of spread-eagled in a way. Ooh. Two arms going off in one way, legs kind of going off in the Lavinia's other. Lavinia's going to look at the ground to see if there's like a circle cast for some sort of like ritual. You do, in fact, notice, uh, first off, that this person is dead. Uh, there are wounds that are unrecoverable. Uh, this person has been tortured. Uh, you can see that part of their chest cavity has been opened. You can see blood is spilling onto the floorboards, and you can see that there is a design to the blood. It's not just random. You see the shape of wings uh, that have been drawn uh, with the blood that is darkened now to this dark brown. It's been like this for a while. Uh, you can see a ro- like a rock off to the side of charcoal and some black etchings to continue as multiple, not just two, but like four, five, six, you can't tell exactly. The drawing's not great, but there's multiple wings. This person's got gray, very gray, noticeably gray hair. It seems untouched, uh, bright blue eyes that are just staring upwards at nothingness. Uh, And they uh, are dressed in some basic wrappings uh, around the waist and down to the thighs. But that's about it. Not anybody we would recognize from Loden's. I don't know how much you would, but I would say Bear and Zofia might, because they've spent some time there, more than you guys have. Yeah, uh, yeah. They would probably recognize the face, not the name. We should leave. There's also the desk, and then there's the chest. Zofia would like to poke around and be nosy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's give the guy food and water as he can take it. Okay. The one upstairs is dead. The one downstairs, you give him what you can. Yeah. We should look for missives from Grisella. Uh, when you uh, look at the desk, you do, in fact, find that very thing. Uh, you find that there have been messages that Loudon had been sending uh, to Grisella, uh, not the other way around, that are on the desk. And opened, read, uh, then you see basic writing utensils and candles, and then nothing else that really stands out. Uh, but it's just, it's what Loudon's already kind of explained to you, like them trying okay. to coordinate and asking you know what she can take what she so can they receive haven't even, yeah gotten that far from mm-hmm. from town it looks okay. like they were caught pretty quickly uh before they even were able to leave or maybe they were tracked down and brought back it's hard to say but they did not make it to fort jaeger i'll take that note okay what's in the chest chest appears to be locked it's actually in fairly decent shape uh, when you look around the room you see a couple other pieces of weird machinery looks like torture devices of some kind how they all work is unclear. You see drills and things. You see clamps and clasps. Uh, you see whips and chains. And they all are uh, kind of gross and grimy, but this chest is in relatively nice order. When you try to slide it or move it, it seems to be anchored to the wall and to the floor in some way. And it's also locked, if I didn't mention that. Assumed. Uh, can I examine the anchoring? Uh, it. You're not 100% sure, but it looks like it's been adhered maybe with some sort of uh, substance uh, to the wood itself bear your handyman any ideas um i can take a look at it i guess it's got some black 
uh, you, some kind of tarish liquid uh, viscous, but it's hardened uh, and it's kind of kept it uh, in, in, in place. Uh, is it just like a padlock? Or... The lock is built into the chest itself. Uh, the Looking at it, you can tell that this is really old, uh, but well cared for. Like it's been... Uh, like somebody who has has taken something that's older and found a way to replenish it in some fashion. Mm-hmm. It's just like wooden or what? It's got metal trim uh, and uh, some ornate carving here and there. Maybe you could use your tools to chip it off the bottom to like so we could take it away. Or maybe like saw it or something. Um, I don't know if I can do that. The chest is probably about three feet wide. Uh, about a foot and a half deep and about a foot and a half tall. Lavinia's going to go back downstairs with the patient. Okay. Sophia's going to try to pick the lock or do something with it. Okay. Uh, it's Skull Duggery test. So, and this Might one, as well give it a whirl. This one's actually going to be hard. It's a fairly yeah, intricate lock. Figured. And flip the fail. Pretty sure you don't have uh, lock picks or anything. Yeah. No, but it's a chest and it's locked, so might as well try. Okay. I knew I should have asked to buy some. <laughs> they were in the list when we did our accounting and we were like, everyone was just going yep. shopping and we were re- like, yeah, with selling the opals and trading them. <laughs> I rolled a 10, which wow. I think what? is a success. <laughs> That's insane. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> hang on. So when you roll a 10, Josh, help me out. You're good at this because it's it flipped to fail. One, right? Does it go to one or does it go to a hundred? One. So it does yeah, go to one? I think a okay. hundred is just a hundred. hundred is like... Yeah. Because okay. you flip the tens and the ones. Okay. And be so, a zero on the yeah. You mess around with it, and surprisingly, even to you, I'm quite surprised. You hear a click, and uh, the uh, it seems to have you seem to have been able to pick the lock. Yeah. It's like one of those number locks, and she what? just says one, two, three, and it opens. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three, four. Oh my god, it's the same combination as my luggage. <laughs> Spaceballs, I need this. Yeah, Spaceballs. Yeah, I got a reference. I got one. Yes. <laughs> oh, so great. Extra 50 RP for you. All right. Watch more movies long from when I was a kid. All right. <laughs> Just make Tokyo Drift references. I'll get them. Oh, jeez. I watched that once. That's that's enough. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you pop. Yeah, it's, it's unlocked. I peek inside. You open it up uh, and you see a very organized... Uh, footlocker of some kind. Uh, you can see that there uh, are a variety of uh, items uh, that seem to be in small jars and containers. Uh, you can see like little containers of wax, containers of fingers, bones, eyeballs, variety of weird things, all carefully, carefully organized, carefully in careful containers. Uh, everything's in there, and you also uh, look to find. Some kind of uh, uh, large necklace, and like heavy, thick necklace. Uh, and it's got that same kind of crow symbol symbology on it that you've seen before. Uh, and two uh, bracers, like uh, like Wonder Woman style bracers uh, that also have uh, similar etchings. Sophia's going to call Lavinia up and see if, you know, all of these seem to be like spell reagents or something like that. Yeah, you would you you would definitely you don't necessarily know the spells probably, but you would say this this definitely looks like someone collecting reagents. Yeah. Yeah. Some gruesome reagents in here too. Yeah. Bear, do you think you could uh take 
you chip this and we can just take the whole thing? Um, do I? You probably could. At the very least, you could like hack at the floorboards and stuff and just carry it around. But yeah, you probably could. True. Yeah. Also, can we just take the stuff in it. It could be easier. Yeah. I have um, a blood magic. I have a talent for blood magic. Okay. So I can already tell you guys that um, the sacrifice of a person what? is for a greater magic. What? Yeah. And depending on how long ago it was cast, so we know some sort of huge spell was done um, 24 hours at least after that person died. Is there a way to undo it? No. Yeah, we just do it again oh. and say, don't do that. <laughs> we just quit the campaign and do something else. We say, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> but that's just, that's just that? my little knowledge. What kind of thing would that spell have done? Oh, I, I could just tell you it's just a greater magic. Bad juju. If I had a big old spell I, I needed to cast, I could kill a person. Uh, and then I could cause any foe to automatically fail resist one cast magic spell. So they would automatically just take whatever I cast on them. So how much time do we want to spend here gathering this stuff? Not much. That- <laughs> she may come back. You guys have probably been here for at least, I would say, a half an hour at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really want to hold on to that nasty stuff. If you want it, Lavinia, you can keep what you want. We should probably just dump the rest. It's not so much that I want to keep it, but I don't think Brianna should have access to it to do more. Like she would have, she would have to spend more time collecting it. Though I do kind of want to have it. We (laughs) should give it to Merlin. Uh, Merlin would like this. So is this going to be one of those like three-minute timers? Like grab everything you can and we're gone. Um, I mean, we're going to have to carefully, I think we should try and take the guy back. Do you, or, or is he going to die, Jeff? He's likely going to die if you don't get him attention. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you get him attention, he might live. Let's try to save we, him. Yeah, let's, we need to talk to him. Okay. So gather what you need and we'll try to get out of here. Mm-hmm. But since we've hit this place up, it's bound to be figured out that someone's messed with it, so... And I don't think Grizz is going to go unnoticed. Yeah, definitely, especially. we have to take action quickly. So you take this stuff in the chest. You're taking the guy who survived. You're leaving the other body? Um, uh, we'll right. shove it down the pit that's in the house, I guess. Okay. Are you leaving the other messenger from Loudon? The guy who was tortured and sacrificed, whatever. Yeah, he's probably done for. Yeah, so you're going to leave him. Yeah, we'll send the collector later. I'm going to have everybody, by the way, uh, who saw that torture victim, go ahead uh, and roll a resolve test. Uh, standard's fine. Indifference? If you're different, you're fine. I wish since I had blood magic, you know, I was indifferent, but I'm not. There you go. Good Crit move. success. Crit success, very nice. Success. Uh, I think you're all good. Uh, I think I'm going to have everyone go ahead and take two corruption for it, though. That's a pretty uh, hard sight to to get yeah. out of your head. Uh, it's it's one thing to see an injured and killed person. Another thing to be a ritualistically sacrificed and uh, almost uh, vivisected, dissected type of person here. It's pretty it's pretty gruesome. All right, so you're leaving. Which way are you going? There's a route outside that goes up a up an incline, and then there's trying to get back through that crawl space, which was pretty tight with an injured person. What do you want to do? And remember that you're probably outside the walls at this point if you were to try to go up uh, the... Uh, the other route that you just found, Bear. 
Do we know if this is the time when Loudon's people are on the walls? I probably wouldn't know that now. Is it possible we could hit up some other way in from outside? Uh, you, you specifically only know of the other sewer entrance, but that's on the western side of town. There'd be no way you can get to it, really. Unless you oh, swam in the water or something like that. My vote would be going back the way we came. Because yeah, we'll come back up right by Loudon's stable. All right. Okay. So you start moving back through, uh, and you uh, you manage to push him as best you can. You you can hear him just deliriously groaning in pain. Uh, you hear occasionally ask for for like his mother and stuff like that. And He's not responsive to any questions or anything. From he, he doesn't no. like you try. You ask him a question, he'll answer, but it's like an answer that doesn't seem to fit the question. He just doesn't seem. He doesn't seem there. He's again delirious. He's been okay. in a pit, getting hit by frozen water, and he has not been warm. So he's he's in terrible shape. When you you push him through, it takes longer to get through the tunnel, that little crawl space with him than it would have if it was just yourselves. Uh, and you make it back into the sewers. You work your way back, finding uh, the route as best you can that you were led on by Grizz, and you climb up uh, the ladder, taking turns to to pass up. Uh, this man, and you make it out into the back uh, of the uh, of Loudon's dormitory. When you look around, uh, you don't immediately see any uh, any issues. Uh, but when you get out to the road, uh, you can see that a crowd has formed, uh, and there are all sorts of these interesting stories going around about how this man just suddenly up and died, and how his head just kind of exploded, and like worms and stuff kind of were coming up to feed on him almost instantly, and the uh, the the story has changed as it's been gone, and it's just kind of gotten exaggerated as people just continue to like add to it, and then like, and I saw this, and then I saw that, and then and then this it was those rat people. Uh, so <laughs> you can tell that there is a good twenty people on the street, um, and one of those people is uh, is uh, Gus from uh, from the wardens, uh, and they seem to be trying to clean up the scene and kind of take this body. Uh, they're talking to folks, kind of get an idea of what happened. You see Loudon on the street as well. You're carrying this body. What do you guys want to do? Go to the stable. Okay. No, we should take him into Loudon's. Okay. Maybe yell for Loudon. Yeah, yeah. Yell for maybe. Some, maybe somebody should go approach Loudon, who is not me, the witch. Lavinia uh, is going to take him inside to Loudon's and get him settled like in front of the fire. Stachys is like, I'll go talk to them, no problem. Do, 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 do. Him and his friend. Yeah. His little his little twin friend is like holding up little bunny ears behind him. Oh, all the I'm time. like pulling Stachys inside <laughs> as well. And Hubert. I'm like, come on. So Bear or Zofia goes and fetches Loudon. Yeah. You guys go mm-hmm. inside and he sees the state of his of his messenger friend and he is pretty remorseful. And feels, uh, you know, you, you see him kind of like take this deep breath and his hands shake momentarily, but then he suddenly steals himself and he's okay. And he says, I hesitate to ask of the other. I won't speak it. He nods. I understand. Yeah. But you were right. You're suspects of Brianna. She seems to be foul play. I knew it. I knew it. And did you... You found we her. didn't. We did not cross her. She wasn't where, in her hut. And he he thinks on this for a minute. You see him kind of, sort of this scratch at the bald, uh, his receding hairline a bit, where his comb over is, and 
uh, where she will undoubtedly hear of this somehow. And Grizz, is he dealt with? He's still running free. We have come to an accord. We will see if he holds up his end of the bargain. He kind of like opens his eyes at that. And you think that's wise? Of course he not, but yeah. there's little time. We needed him to take us to Brianna's hut. We need to get this man medical attention. We need to get him to Doc Quilly. Uh, who will who will come with me? Uh, we should all come with, probably. I mean, yeah. no. Well, <laughs> those of us that are not mutated should go with. It's dark out. It's a little bit easier to blend. Yeah, we'll oh, is it? Okay. The shadows. It's fine. Oh, yeah, it's nighttime. You guys, you guys specifically started yeah. this at night. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So uh, you move through the streets, uh, and he, he as, as you're walking, he's like, I assume that that body in the street is your doing. So uh, not excited, yes? Not so much excited. It was a dire situation. Remind me not to make you angry, he says. Um, it's a dirty business, but something that needed to be done. Uh, and you all make through the streets over towards the box elder uh, in the clinic, and you go barging into the clinic uh, after hours. You see Doc Quelly get up from her uh, from the back part of the area where she's dressed in her nightgown and stuff like that. And uh, she's still got the wound in her head. She's getting better, but she immediately uh, starts going to, you know, going through the motions and, you know, taking a look, making up a bed, uh, starts barking orders to others to help fetch this, yeah, fetch that. Lavinia assists as much as she can. And so through the next, you know, hour or two, uh, she does what she can to kind of carve away at the feet and clear out a lot of the, the problems that are down there. And uh, you can see that at a certain point, she just kind of gives up and she says, I think we're just going to have to cut this. And you can see she starts bringing out like the saws at that point. If you don't want to see this, then you should leave. Lavinia is uh, yeah, helping. Leave. So Okay, so Lavinia stays. Mm-hmm. If, you're not, if you're not helping, go do something else. And you see Loudon steps out. Stackhase will step out. Yeah, I'll just step out. Okay. Inform Loudon well. about what's going on. Okay, so Lavinia, you, you hang back. Mm-hmm. Um, when you step out onto the street, you can see the box elder still has lights on. Uh, you can see a, a couple folks in the street and Loudon like whistles at them and they nod and they walk over and they stand like right in front of the clinic as if they're just sort of there guard wise, just hanging out. Um, you don't see any signs of Grizz or anything like that anywhere. Um, but as you're wandering about, uh, is there anything in particular you're looking to do? Zofia will make sure to hand over the letter so that uh, Loudon knows that none of the communication reached the mine of the fort okay uh, when you uh when you're hanging out you um you start hearing a bit of a commotion in fact from not from the box elder but further to the west um and you suddenly see a person running uh down the street uh, with a torch out and just diving into the like as fast as they can into the box elder like recklessly so like a, a full flame and they didn't put it out before going in um what do you guys want to do? Oh, I'll chase after and see what's yeah. going on. Loudon is going to hustle with you. Yep. Yeah. Okay. You guys go inside, and most of the most of the people have, have cleared out. You still see Markov at the table, you know, at the at the bar at this point, kind of drinking away, and he sees a few of you come in, and some of you are covered in blood and looking less than 
uh, presentable. And he kind of cocks an eyebrow at that uh, and then takes a shot. Uh, and then this individual uh, has one of those that, that kind of dove in here with uh, one of those blue armbands. Uh, and you can see that he immediately is getting uh, patted down as some somebody grabbed the torch from his hand and dunked it into this big barrel of water that is set up by the front door. Uh, and they're like out of breath. And uh, front gate, there, there, there's something at the front gate. Where's, where's Colin? And you hear uh, from the back, the back room, can't see it, but you've been back there, obviously. You hear, he is back here. And uh, you watch as this man is, this with a blue armband, moves into the back of the room, uh, moves into the, uh, and, and, you know, past all the tables, a couple folks. You see Markov, suddenly interested, slinks out from behind the bar. You see Loudon go as well. Uh, and when you watch into, when you watch and kind of follow Loudon kind of motions that you guys can do, but then also gives you like a little bit of a hand not to go too far, but you're enough, you're close enough and the place is quiet enough at this part. No, no music going on, nothing, no rowdy business in the second floor. And you can hear uh, him huffing and puffing and getting it out. And when you look inside the room, you can see that uh, Conlon and Bianna uh, are in there. And uh, there's one or two other figures that you don't recognize playing cards. Um, you also see uh, Zelda Brandenburg is uh, at the table, um, one of the other council members. Uh, but Bianna's kind of sitting off to the side. And when you all wander in, uh, she kind of looks up at you. Uh, you're not sure if knowingly or not, but she stares at you all of a sudden. Um, and the person who ran in with the torch and is out of breath has commotion down the ramp outside outside of the city there's figures approaching uh, uh several uh they uh, uh what 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 do we do they they're calling out uh they're, what do we do and uh you see Conlon kind of stand up at this point very calmly like pats his his shirt down smooths it out you see well we go see what they have to say then don't we and he and Zelda and then Loudon uh and then Markov too who's carrying a bottle of booze and a little glass that he occasionally pours something into and like drinks it and as he walks past you all lingering behind he says uh, to Zofia and Bear now might be a good time running TikTok, running out of it. Uh, but then he walks past you as like a small little uh, little convoy of people uh, are leaving. Do you guys go or do you stay? You see Bianna is staying back. Even though Conlon left? Yeah, Conlon left. She's staying back, yeah. She's not the only one. I mean, like other people are staying back too, but she specifically is staying back. Loudon's going with Conlon though, right? Mm-hmm. Loudon, Zelda... Markov, uh, all the council members. The only there's there's one missing council member right now, but it's also late at night. It's like you know the equivalent of like ten thirty, eleven o'clock. I think we wait and keep an eye on her. Okay, uh, Loudon w- says at least somebody should come. Yeah, I'll go see what the motion. Okay, about. so Hu- Hu- Hubert and say Stekus go since the two of you have done like the warfare stuff before. Um, and so uh, the the two of you head with the convoy, and then hanging back is Bear. 
Are you are you hanging back, Bear? Or are you going with? Yeah. Okay, so hang back. Bear and Sophia hang back. What are you two doing? She's just sitting back there, and you can see that she's got uh, some kind of glass where she's just periodically sipping from a plate of food in front of her. Other people in here as well. You're not alone. Uh, I was going to see if she like tried sneaking off somewhere. She's in there. But I kind of just want to like lop her head off, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, that won't work. Uh, Zofia might just kind of look at how everyone just left because the room that she's in basically vacated and she's kind of still in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so she'll there's just... There's a couple people. There's some of the people who are playing playing cards are still, they're still there as well. Okay. Um, so Zofia will somewhat casually sort of call out like you you're not interested in the commotion at the gate and everything that's uh going on over there stares at you with cold eyes takes a sip of her drink and sets it back down and so then not to be too suspicious sophia will sort of ask other people around like gosh i wonder i wonder what could be going on over there sounds Sounds crazy. Drunkenly, someone said, uh, shut the fuck up. We're trying to play a game here. Uh, you sit down and play. Or just quit with your yapping. Sophia will look over at Bear and see if maybe the best way to keep an eye on her would be to join in the game. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. I think I'm still like intoxicated. So. Okay. All right. So the two of oh, you yeah. pull Why up not? a chair. Start playing a little bit uh, and uh, go ahead and roll. Just roll a gamble check to see how you do really quick. Standard's fine. Uh, 37. Nice. Go ahead there, Zofia. That's a fail. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, over the course of maybe you know, six or seven hands, Bear, you, uh, you managed to take in uh, nine silver, whereas uh, nice. Zofia... You lose uh, four silver. All right. And at a certain point, um, she stands up, uh, looking like she finished her dinner, uh, whatever she was eating, uh, and she calmly walks out of the room. Well, good games, fellas. Need to get going to bed now. We'll be on our way. Sophia will uh, make a make a show of like, oh my gosh, I just keep losing money and just. Yeah, you're bad at this. Terrible. <laughs> You can play us anytime. I may very well take you up on that. Uh, okay, uh, so you see her move out into the uh, out into the main room. She goes up to the bar. Uh, she says something to the bartender behind, and you can see that she uh, she gets a bottle. She puts a couple coins down, uh, and then she leaves. What do you all want to do? Want to tailor? See where she's going? Okay. Uh, so you, so. Uh, why don't you two, if you're trying to tailor, do you want her to be able to notice you or do you want her to try to not be able to see you? So both of you roll stealth tests. Uh, 55. Okay. 42. Okay. So you uh, follow her around outside. She passes by the clinic. Uh, she looks at the two folks. You see her turn her head over really quickly and you see uh, ever so slightly she notices the two guards that are standing out in front uh, of the clinic itself, and she continues to move past. Uh, and then you see her turn down an alleyway uh, a little bit past the clinic. Uh, as the two of you go to carefully turn down that alleyway, uh, Zofia, you're out in front, uh, and 
in the stealth, and you see her, she's moving surprisingly quickly. Uh, she was sauntering, uh, meandering uh, down the road between the, the box elder and the clinic, but uh, when she briefly went out of your sight, she moved very quickly. As Bear turns to hit the corner, he stumbles over top of a set of crates and barrels and goes falling to the ground, things kind of falling all over the place. Zofia, uh, you look back and you see him kind of stumble on the ground. And when you look back up, she is no longer in vision. Oh, I haven't drank it too much. Where, where'd she go? Zofia will sort of whisper, I, I, I don't know. We've lost her. And we'll try to make a circle back. So not necessarily following her down a dark alley, but trying to kind of go parallel to where I think she went, kind of on the on the main road. You know, trying to hit her over the pass. Okay. Uh, go ahead and I'll say roll an awareness and treat it as standard. This is going to be a secret test. Uh, so go ahead and roll your standard awareness test. That's an 85. So you turn down. Uh, Bear, are you, are you following along behind? Yeah. Okay. So you turn, you, you head to the end of the alley, you turn down, you try to match where she might be going, and then you catch a figure that looks uh, that looks about right, timing it right. Um, you see uh, it kind of make a left down one of these dark alleys. Uh, no torches, no lanterns. Uh, you follow carefully behind. You think you take it, it takes a right. You move out on the next street, look down, you see the figure. They make a left, another right. This goes on for about... 15 minutes before you see a woman open up the door uh, to a home uh, somewhere in Verdum, uh, a couple blocks away from the dormitory, and close the door behind her. Is it the tailor? No, this is not near Crafter's Row. Oh. Uh, Zofia will try to kind of walk by the home and see if there's, you know, being able to see in through a window or anything like that. Okay. Uh, there is a window. Uh, you can't really see in through it. It's been shuttered, uh, but you can potentially roll an eavesdrop test if you want. Sure. Okay. Standard also? That's fine. There, we'll go by another window and follow suit. Okay. Go ahead and roll st- uh, standard eavesdrop, both of you. That's a uh, 44 for Sophia. 98. Bear, you hear what sounds like a cow mooing. <laughs> it's really really odd for that to be coming out of here but you hear it we found uh, the barn <laughs> Sophia <laughs> you hear two people arguing uh, and they seem to be arguing over the woman's sudden appearance this late at night where has she been uh, and always coming home drunk she's wasting her coin on booze when she should be you know preparing like there's an invasion happening that kind of it seems to be like a domestic squabble of some kind do the voices sound do either one of the voices sound like the voice of the woman we were just talking to in the box elder uh i i mean do you are you how familiar would you say you are with bianna's voice outside of having just heard it mm. that's probably the only time i've ever heard her speak. Uh, it sounds like it's like why are you trying to tell you how to live my life I live a however I want. You won't burn me. Uh, it does not immediately sound uh, like her, but you also don't have a ton to work with. Yeah, understood. Okay. Uh, back in, uh, so I would say you're you're relatively confident. It's probably not her, and that you might have lost her. Yeah, understood. Yeah. 
uh, back in the clinic, why don't you go ahead and roll a health test there, Lavinia, or a uh, healing test, excuse me. Uh, you can roll okay. this with, uh, I'll roll it an assist die for you as you and, and I rolled a three on my dad's pretty good. Uh, uh, I brought him up from Grievous to seriously. Yeah, this is uh, this is just sort of that was more like a could you salvage his his life? This is more to see if gotcha. like you guys can save him. So I go ahead and roll. Uh, okay, all right, solid. You're 32. pretty you're pretty confident that the two of you like you've 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 it takes a while, but you saw away. It's awful uh, at these the two legs, and he's gonna not be. I mean, how he's gonna live? Who knows? But he's gonna be missing both legs. At the very least, he has survived the surgery, uh, and he can continued attempting to recuperate. Um, he's still freezing. He's covered up in blankets, uh, and you, know, you spend much of the next uh, couple of hours uh, tending to him. Um, uh, but you feel fairly confident that he is going to uh, he's going to be okay. Uh, periodically, he um, he says something. He starts remarking. He says, I- Pink fire, pink fire. <sighs> he kind of gets up, and you hear Doc Quali is like telling him to shut the hell up, just just be quiet, go to sleep. And he's just like, Cross, <sighs> Henry, <sighs> and you see he's just writhing in the agony. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard to really discern, but over time you might be able to talk to him. Meanwhile. <laughs> at the gate the group of you the convoy uh, makes it there uh, you climb up the the small ladders to the to the platform that allows you to look out and beyond and you can see about a hundred yards out all sorts of light as there are torches and a bonfire in the middle of the road uh, leading out and downward uh, from Verdum uh, you see about 20 figures uh, and I'm assuming Hubert you're up there and Stekis is up there uh, and that's it that's it so it would actually just be Hubert right now you're the only one who can see this Yeah. you see a tall figure step out from what looks to be a group of marauders some of which seem entirely humanoid some of have these writhing tentacle masses uh, kind of coming out of their arms others are lumbering and kind of have the same kind of hump back that Steckett has and Steckett is like ask me brother uh, and it's kind of a, a gruesome sight but then you can see stepping out from between them there is this other figure uh, this tall you put it six foot five maybe uh, in this heavy robe who pulls it back and the torso uh, looks largely like a human uh, but everything from the waist down looks different it's got these thin angular crows like legs these talon like feet Uh, you can see that they're carrying this large staff uh, that has all sorts of uh, skulls and bones that seem to be strapped to it uh, that is even taller than them uh, and they make a show of kind of pulling this this cloth off and so that everyone can see in the bright light the monstrosity that stands before them. And I need you to please go ahead and make a resolve test. 
uh, and I would like you to do this at challenging, please. That was Stekas' resolve test. He passed. I did not. Um, you are suffering uh, from terror. You take 23 points of mental peril as this grandiose v- image, this visage of this creature, whatever it might be, uh, is more bird than you could ever hope to be, brother. <laughs> You can see that there's plenty of folks who are standing next to you that are also going through the same, and they're like, whoa, 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 what is that? Oh my God. And you see a couple of people literally step backwards in fear and then fall off of the platform and slam against the ground. Other people are just scrambling off. Others are standing their ground. Loudon is up there standing his ground. Markov, you can see, throws up a bit, then pours himself a shot and takes another drink. Uh, Conlin is quaking. You can see he he kind of you see him he's one of those those that kind of step back but Loudon grabs him by the arm and you can overhear him uh Stekos would definitely hear this Hubert you might hear it steady and you're not really sure exactly what starts happening but you see this almost like a this ring of like pink fire just begin to swirl around this figure uh that is different differently colored than the bonfires that are sticking out and uh Colin suddenly shouts like this really weak what what what, what do you want <clears throat> what do you want and this uh, voice kind of cracking uh and he definitely wants to like kind of back down uh Hubert are you doing anything good you're you are literally I would say probably never felt so afraid in your life yeah I'm gonna instinctively go for my quicksilver that I haven't reached for a while okay so you start just go ahead and take it and you can hit your corruption as well um, I'll say, let's see if Loudon sees that. Yep, he does. <laughs> With an 18, Loudon looks over and he says, and he kind of, he kind of gives you a look, not a dis, not, not a disapproving one, but almost as if a sympathetic one, you know, like a, it's a shame. Um, but that little bit helps steady your nerves a little bit and allows you to stay up here. Otherwise you would be fleeing with the rest. And there's no real reaction uh, down there, but you see uh, this large wagon begin to emerge from the shadows behind them. You've seen this before. It has shields built up along either side. Uh, you can see that there's a handful of folks that are in it, uh, and there's a little bit of people in it. You can see one of those heavily armored folks that you fought before, maybe the same one uh, at the Hobart farm, uh, kind of staring down a hundred yards away. There's lights all along uh, the gate itself uh, and above where people are holding torches. It's still dark, but there's lots of lights on either side. You you suddenly hear like this uh, this coughing fit begin to transpire from one of the other guards that are just standing. <coughs> and Colin's not really paying attention. Go hide him, and then he tries to steady himself. Are you here to parley? And then, as this figure that was coughing, who's standing right next to you, kind of rightens, their voice begins to settle, and you see this lighting of pink fire in their eyes all of a sudden, and they kind of just look up, as if not themselves anymore. They're standing two feet from you. Are, are you right? And you hear, no. And it's like this voice of, it sounds like the person's voice, but it's, 
It's like it's, it's like a sore throat. Like this person is is just dying of thirst. No, Polly. And at this point, Colin and Loudon kind of turns. Stekis kind of turns. Are you doing anything, Hubert? You're the only one here who's not me. So you have to break it up so I'm not just playing at all. Are you doing anything? I am engrossed in this event, and I'm not sure what's happening. And so this figure, like, steps past you, kind of shoves past you. There's another one of these guards that just pushes right off the ledge, and they're like, whoa! falls down onto the ground 10 feet or so below. They're okay. They just fall unexpectedly and strides like right up next to Loudon and Conlin. Their eyes kind of like this flickering pink color and they're kind of moving in that sort of zoetrope. Like they're almost resisting this movement. And it says, You will all fall. Prepare to meet your ends. Then you see him pull out this sword. I'll stop him here. I can't do what he's doing any further. You reach out and grab his arm and kind of pull the sword back. And then he reaches out. He reaches with his other arm and kind of pulls out a knife. And you can tell for a second that it's not. It doesn't seem like he's actually lunging at Conlin. Or at Loudon, you see him just hold the knife up to his own throat, dig it in, grinding it from one side of the neck to the other, blood just spewing out as it's this awful figure of, like, this awful image of just spouting, and it's all covering Conlon, who's just sitting there, <gasps> his whole face covered in this blood that's spewing out, and, like, those the voice of this same figure uh, that has been doing this themselves... You die. And then the lights in the eyes just kind of like flitter out. And then they collapse all the way to the ground. And you hear the shouts of marauders as they begin charging up towards the gates of Verdum. And that's where we're going to end this episode. (laughs) Oh, shit. Holy shit.